just like all of a sudden there's new Autobots. What? Where did the hell did these people come from? There's like eight from new go, Autobots. From going up the pole. Autobots. <laughs> okay. Well, there was a fire truck. There was a fire truck. Episode 276. It's a podcast with a guy and a guy and a guy on updated Skype. Thanks, Microsoft. Can't just open the program and get going. Nope, got to click a bunch of crap. The last last few times I've used Skype, I've been prompted to update and I still haven't. It made me, and I hate to do this because I, you know, especially with... Skype, but it may it wanted me to type in my password because it wanted to do something to my computer, and I'm like, I don't believe that. I think that this is Skype is malware now. Like, <laughs> sure. So yeah, I quit it, and then I and then and then it said, um, okay, if you want to do it that way, then you need to sign into your Microsoft account in order to use Skype. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't even have one. <laughs> Guess like, what? Okay, let's go back. I'll type in my password. Take take a, take the chance, and then and then sure enough, it that that did it, and it worked. So, I'm Craig. And I'm Mike, and this is our guest. They call me Doctor hey, Kurt. Hey, happy Canada Day! <laughs> happy Canada Day, you hoser. Woo! Yeah, July first, as we reco- 1st. as we record. Wow. 151 years old today. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Kurt. What's what's your Microsoft account password? <laughs> uh, I yeah. <laughs> I, I um yeah. Okay, writing that down. Let's go back and look up my look up an old Hotmail address. <laughs> That's M A I L, by the way, not M A L E. Hotmail. <laughs> Was that a thing? <laughs> Looking it up. <laughs> On Mike's Wi-Fi. Yep. Hotmail. Let's see what it says. <laughs> Looking it up on Mike's wired connection. Yeah. It's just, uh, no, it's just, you know, it's going to see. Let's go to the image search. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Lots of banana hammocks. Okay. Instead of singing Jeopardy theme song, I'll just sing Oh Canada over and over until you find it. <laughs> no. Um, so, uh, Kurt, thanks for swinging back onto the show. We had a scheduling yes. snafu, so Kurt uh, volunteered to drop back in, even though he was on here, what, two weeks ago? Yep. So, that's okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's expected. Last time I was on, I think, or last time I was on, I think we made reference to the fact that I would probably have visited scotland while between shows and that did not happen nope (laughs) not yet not yet we'll get around to that we've had three three wisconsin skype shows in a row um i just i just came back from there visiting the fam cool um i have a i have a little you bring cheese curds (laughs) you know what i completely forgot to buy cheese in the airport on my on my way to the gate wrong with you yeah people are going to be disappointed why are you a bad american i showed i showed you my new travel bag 
there was no room for cheese. I would have had to carry the little plastic bag with the handle from the store, you know, with me <laughs> as, as my other personal item. There's no duty-free <laughs> cheese shop. Duty-free. <laughs> well, the last time I made the mistake of, of forgetting that there are those stores that sell the fun-shaped cheese and the super uh, sharp extra four, five, six, seven-year aged cheddar cheese yeah, like inside the, security. Like, like the cow-shaped cheese that right. you bought for me once. Or the beer-shaped cheese or the Wisconsin state-shaped <laughs> cheese or the Badger W-shaped cheese or the football-shaped gotcha, cheese. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, the Green Bay Packer helmet-shaped <laughs> cheese. So I bought the cheese. Shrimp scampi, boiled shrimp. <laughs> shrimp surprise. Shrimp sandwich. Um, so I bought... That's about all there is. I had a request for um, as sharp as sharp a cheddar as I could find. And, Super sharp. And so I bought one that was about, um, well, I'll just say it. It was about the size and shape and density of a, of, a, of what you see on TV and movies for, for a, a stick, call it a stick, a, a, a thing of C4. Um, okay. <laughs> outside security. So it was in my bag when it went through the x-ray, and then um, I got pulled aside. <laughs> Did they think it was C4? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm like... Why are you? And they're like, "Oh, here it is." And like, "Oh, it's cheese." Okay. And they, so, just, they, but they put my bag through the sniffer machine and all that stuff. Did you have an old timey alarm clock with the you know round one with the no. bells on top? And and your and your, your earbud, and your earbuds too, that so that there were like wires, that. curly wires In coming there. off of it. Yeah. What what was what was your comment, Kurt? They should start selling cheese that's shaped like that in those yeah. shops. <laughs> like three. Three, bomb. Or three, three, um, you know, long round c- cylindrical sticks that are taped together, yeah. like three right. sticks of dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll bet that someone has like gun shaped cheese. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> Eat your pop tart you... into the shape of a gun and put it in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you? To tell you guys, Jason's uh, friend of the show, Jason Bullman's his his uh, airport <laughs> X ray story, real quick. I don't think he so. was coming back to Wisconsin, and he. This was when we were doing trivia. Okay. Um, and when we came back, this is when we were still all up in Wisconsin, and he was coming back from Seattle for the first or second time. The world's largest trivia contest in right. Stevens Point. And, and Wisconsin. so we often populate the room in the trivia, you know, the trivia room in the team that I used to play on. We'd populate it with like stuff, with like little trinkets and mascots and stuff. And he brought something along, and he had it in his bag, and he's running it. They're running it through the X-ray machine, and he's at the, you know at the airport, and they, the guy looks up at him and just kind of. Looks at the, he's looking at the monitor, kind of cocks his head, <laughs> looks up at Jason and goes, is that Bender the robot? <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it's his little, he had a, this, he has this little tin wind up, like old school wind sure, up toy like, style. Yeah, yeah. Bender robot. Fun. <laughs> Perfect shape, you know, the outline with the little <laughs> antenna and the legs and everything. <laughs> is that Bender? Well, the, the great thing about the TSA people, well, most of them anyway, I don't want to make a blanket statement because there are surly TSA people everywhere. Most of them are in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, most of the people in Milwaukee are just like the nicest people you'll ever oh, talk yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's, well, it's Wisconsin. Of course they Milwaukee are. security is great. Yeah, it takes it's like awesome. three seconds. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and they're, they're so nice. Like even like if something happens, they're nice and they joke with you about it. Like Allison bought... Um, we went to this like health food store uh, when we were there several years ago, and she bought a bag of um, uh, some kind of tea. What is it? Chamomile tea, but it was like the the full like dried up little buds of chamomile. 
Sure. I said buds, so you know what it looked like. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and they saw it, and they pulled her aside, and it made goat went through her bag, and they were, and you know, they pulled it out, and they said, you know, they had to like actually make her open the package so that they so could they could sniff it, test it, you know, to make sure that it was in fact right. not marijuana. And uh, and and they, you know, they all laughed about it, and she said, "Did you think it was pot?" And they were like, "Yes, <laughs> that's what it looked like." <laughs> And so, you know, same thing with me with the, uh, the you know, the, the C4, <laughs> the explosives guy, the little explosive sniffing station. Were you wearing like a mustache that was well maxed, well waxed and curled up at the end too? <laughs> Did you um, look like a stereotypical no, villain? Just my usual mustache that is part of uh, my my uh, full and square facial hair. Were you playing music in the background like? Yeah, and it was in black and white and kind of grainy. And then every so often, a placard would come up and say, with like a little swirly with a little swirly border around it, and it would describe what you're doing, what was happening in that scene. No, it was funny because uh, Craig asked me how how I was uh, how I was feeling having come back from my trip, and I I said I was uh, still feeling kind of crappy. Like I had, I had this headache I can't get rid of, and it's just like hard getting back into the swing of things. And and I, and and I remembered uh, something else about the Milwaukee security. Once you get through the little area where all the benches are, it has a sign over it, and I I, I told Craig I said I did not. Um, properly recombobulate myself after, yeah. after my trip. Yep, because they have a recombobulation area. <laughs> they even make a joke out of the <laughs> Go ahead, the area everybody. of benches where you have to put your shoes back on and your, your belt, and your belt and and put your laptop back in your bag, and all that stuff. So, yeah, they call it the recombobulation area, and they have an, an official-looking sign hanging over it. I assume it, it it's at every. Uh, concourse, but I only ever go through Concourse D, so that's the one I always see. But I have another airplane story. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to wait. Okay, before I do the airplane story, uh, belated congratulations to Jim last week for using up the last page in the notebook. I forgot to tell him, but oh. then I also forgot to go to Target this morning. There was another, there was a thing I was th- forgetting to do. Like, I actually went out and made a couple of stops before we record today we're recording a little later than usual and i'm like there's a there's a third place i was gonna go where where was that what was i supposed to do and i'm like oh well can't remember drive home and um and then i got home and i opened up the notebook and i'm like oh yeah that was the thing i was gonna buy a new notebook because <laughs> i really like this uh green room brand notebook with the fake leather flexi cover um so i was gonna get some more but you can't order them online i don't know why you have to go buy them in store and the target in delafield wisconsin did not have any so, uh, congratulations, Kurt, for using the back of the last page. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> In this notebook number three. That's the that's the music. <laughs> Plays in the background while he's... What? No, it's cheese, officer. <laughs> <laughs> Why, did you think that looked like C4 explosives? Well, it certainly does, laddie. Are you trying to tell me it's just cheese? Joke's on you. (laughs) (laughs) It's just four-year-aged cheddar. Well, laddie, I'm going to have to test it to make sure. (laughs) Get some crackers. Yeah. (laughs) Did did Mike just fly home from Scotland? (laughs) I want to bookmark this page. That was Craig. (laughs) Trying to do an Irish cop accent, I guess. There you go. That's good, too. 
This is when the chase scene's going on <laughs> through the airport. You turned your volume down. Yeah. And the camera just stays in one place and people run off and then they come on from other doors. <laughs> <laughs> they just come in, in and out of the same set of doors in one corridor. <laughs> like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> okay, so I'm on the plane and I'm like, uh, I had this really annoying guy next to me that kept dropping everything. Luckily, it didn't roll over onto my in front of my seat it stayed between his legs in front you know between his feet but it was just obnoxious <laughs> like he kept trying to prop his uh, his ipad up on on the uh the back of the seat in front of him and then his tray table and it kept slipping and falling he was dropping his i could can't believe the screen wasn't cracked dropping his ipad dropping his wireless headphones over the over the ear like noise canceling headphones mm-hmm. and then um he must have ordered i think four bloody marys over the course of the 90 minute flight yeah I was gonna say, that's not a long flight no um but hey when you're in first class and you get those free drinks you spend almost as much time on the plane sitting waiting before and after as you do in the air more than half the amount of time you spend yeah. in the air so um i was trying to find things to keep myself occupied you know other than blaring music through my uh airpods as loud as they would go because um, there was also a child sitting two seats in front of us who would comment oh. on every single thing the airplane did oh. very, very loudly. That's when you really could have used the the placard with the swirly border that just, you know, it just describes what the, you know, narrates what the plane is doing rather than mm-hmm. having the kid actually say it out loud. Now we're turning right! <laughs> yeah i'd much rather have a placard just pop up on the screen in front of me mm-hmm. well i think the the person sitting behind the kid who was the person sitting directly in front of me they were all together mm-hmm. but they were split up because it was only two two seats wide on smaller plane yeah no first class and <laughs> no, that's <laughs> thus the bloody marys that too mm-hmm. and uh yeah i think they were all together it was like the dad the kid and the mom and he kept Climbing over the back of the seat to talk to the mom, so they basically screaming at everybody on in first class because he was in the front row. Um, Like, okay, I guess it's better to have the loud kid be all the way at the front so that he's screaming at the bulkhead instead of at the rest of the plane. But when you let him undo his seatbelt and climb up over the seat, standing in the seat probably, (laughs) and and then yelling at his mom. Because apparently the kid couldn't figure out that, you know, the, everybody could hear him in a normal tone of voice. They were sitting immediately next to him. <laughs> he didn't need to scream <laughs> over the or ambient that, noise of or, the airplane. Or that child's parents never pay attention to him. And so he has to scream to get their attention all the time. They seem to pay plenty of attention to him. They just wouldn't tell him to shut the hell up. <laughs> like the kids should not be allowed in first class. Well, I think kids, kids should not be allowed in public places. <laughs> I think maybe it would be okay. Would you be okay with this solution, Mike? If the if the parent... muzzled and drugged unconscious, yes, okay. The parent, if the parent comes on with you know one uh, laptop bag or one purse or one small bag and their child, um, then they are allowed to in fact store their child in the overhead bin. <laughs> Provided the overhead bins are soundproof, yes. <laughs> So anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to like, because your, you know, your phone's on airplane mode, or at least mine was, because that's what you're supposed to do. I don't know how many people actually do that and are like texting while they're up in the air <laughs> and using the, the free internet instead of the, the one they want you to pay for. But, um, which also the Wi-Fi should be free for people in first class. You shouldn't 
be nickeling and diming people five dollars for access during the flight so um <laughs> like we already paid for first class like get rid of the kids <laughs> and give us free wi-fi for god's sake let's see what else <laughs> what else can we limit in first class what else can we get rid of or, or, or add to make it a better experience anyway go ahead go ahead um those emotional support animals should also not be allowed in first class <laughs> I'm not gonna. Want one of I'm those? not gonna blanket on board that statement <laughs> because I don't need um, a soldier going over the de- off the deep end. Okay, because, milita- military because are allowed he, because he hears engines taking off and isn't prepared. Okay, for well, that well, and, okay, but they need. Okay, well, not, like, like I said, I'm not gonna blanket. In make on that the one. rules stricter for people that actually have a doctor's note and need one of these for real. If it's a 13 year old girl with a hedgehog, no, she can put that in the bin. Yeah. <laughs> Although, although, what what airline was it that just like killed somebody's dog here recently? I think that was also so? United. They, they stowed yeah. stowed stowed a dog in somewhere that and ended up getting them killed. They, no, they was... made the, they made them put the dog in the overhead compartment, and it died up there because it couldn't breathe. And it was it was in the carrier that was supposed to identify it as being an yeah. animal, and the person didn't recognize that. And yeah, yeah. Anyway. And if it wasn't United, sorry, shame on you. Whatever other airline it was, it was probably. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to keep myself occupied with the phone that doesn't have an internet connection, and and I thought, and I was looking out the window too, because you know that helps you stare at stuff. Trying to figure out where we are. You know, hey, there's a really windy river. I wonder if that's the Ohio River. Seems like <laughs> we should be about at the bottom of Illinois by now. That's probably the Ohio River. Do I have any kind of map that I? app that i downloaded that has information that's not connected to the internet like the maps app like is there did i ever get one of those i'm looking through and i couldn't find anything it's fine so i clicked on on google maps just on the off chat i had remember i had a memory of seeing something about offline map data in that app at some point and i might have clicked on it so i'm like well maybe i have the offline map data and uh and so i i opened google maps and right away, there's a, a blue dot with kind of like a fading blue to clear cone heading away from it on the map. And it's moving south like the plane. Okay. <laughs> and I'm looking I'm like, yeah, the airplane mode's on. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Does the, the GPS keeps working when you turn airplane mode off? I have a new toy, a new way to pass time on the airplane. And I had downloaded the offline maps. There you go. So I watched the whole second half of the flight. How exciting. Yeah. Well, it's, ner- <laughs> it's nerdy exciting. And this is I nerd went Tennessee burger. now. Exactly. I have I took screenshots. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Dork. <laughs> Although when we started descending over North Georgia for some reason it, it got all spotty. Like it, it wouldn't work for like five minutes and then all of a sudden it would jump ahead you know 50 miles but i still need to google that like why does my gps work when in airplane mode doing that now <laughs> because you're never really in airplane mode it's a it's an apple product they're tracking everything come on <laughs> i'm going to gen con yeah you are in a month <laughs> wasn't planning to decided to go Oh, I had to scramble and get my act together. So that'll be fun. We'll have a report. Actually, that report, when I return from Gen Con, will be with Michael. 
Awesome. He'll, he'll be the first guest after I'm back. And so for that weekend, I will not be here, obviously, and we have something special planned for all of you. Exciting. Something I can't wait, I can't wait, I can't wait. Because we're not recording that weekend. Oh, yeah. So that'll be fun. Can't wait. Oh, my goodness, I can't wait. It's all my joy. Um, anything else? I playtested uh, a game yesterday for the first time. Very, very first time. I got together with a few people, and... Uh, we sat down and we gave it a shot and we tried out some vehicle chase and combat rules for Project Thunderhawk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, for like two hours. <laughs> so you, you GM'd a playtest or you um, played it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, a GM is a player, but yes, I GM'd it. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me. Not the same kind of player. <clears throat> um. Yeah, he's a uh, regular guest. Josh was there. Friend of the show, oh. Derek, was there. Cool. A couple other people that you listeners have never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Got a. And on on the on the plus side, um, it worked okay. It's uh, you know, it didn't make me immediately want to scrap everything that I had developed. But on the downside, of course, it uh, it only worked okay. So it needs work. It needs it needs revision and. Testing again and revision and testing and revision. They will have to try it out a few times, get it to where it needs to be. But that was pretty cool that we came away from it with uh, good feedback, good stuff. Looks like it's the system will work. It needs it just needs refinement. And so, you you don't want to get any more specific than that. No, not yet. yet. Okay, got to get Capers out the door. I'll worry about talking more about Project Thunderhawk once Capers is on its way. Da, 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 da. Your phone doesn't need to transmit anything in order to determine its location from the GPS signal. Really? Yeah, it just receives. Therefore, since airplane mode doesn't block the reception of such signals, GPS accuracy uh, should be fine in airplane mode. Hmm. Airplane mode turns off all transmitters. GPS does not transmit. I, okay, there you go. I, I just never made the leap in my head. Like, that makes sense. I wouldn't have thought. That makes perfect you know? sense, but yeah, there you go. And all I was trying to do was find a map to look at so that I could match what I was seeing on the ground right. with <laughs> something so I could know exactly where I was and, and I got a lot more than I bargained for. <laughs> hey, look, there's a big river. Is that is that the Ohio? It was. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Mike oh, is also, an intuitive flyer. He knows what the big rivers he is crossing. <laughs> also, the uh, the uh, main flight attendant, the, the one that stays up in the front and talks on the, the phone, the boss of the flight attendant, the first, the first class flight attendant, um, the master flight attendant, flight attendant, is that the, what they call him master? I don't know. They have like three, three, three ups and you know, three stripes up and three stripes down. <laughs> what do you call three up and three down? End of an inning. <laughs> Tic tac toe, <laughs> right? Um, or a Rubik's cube, and um, so uh, he said. This guy was just ridiculous. He basically did a stand-up routine while everyone was was getting on the plane. And he was awesome. He was really good. Cool. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was. And then periodically he would come back on and then make jokes. You know what else, though, is that should have been for first class only. <laughs> I don't 
think they have se- everyone else, separate. Everyone else gets the lame flight attendant speeches. Separate PA systems. They put a little. Uh-huh. They put a little brick wall behind him. <laughs> a, little, a little brick veneer. Thing. That's really the only thing it was missing. <laughs> like a little nightclub. Get your free drinks. When they do the well, uh, I have to drink all four all four of these Bloody Marys, Mike. It's a four drink minimum at this club. <laughs> he um he. You know when they when they do the thing like look at the the card the the safety card showing you all the things it's mm-hmm. the trifold thing that's in, in in the back of every seat back yes and whenever and they, whenever that happens I think of Fight Club but continue that he you know they all there's because there's three of them yeah. you know to take care of the whole length of the plane so they all they unfold it and they slowly walk down past everybody so you can see what they're talking about and he he had a stunt trifold safety thing that. On the inside looked like a menu, and I'm like, we get food. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed because it wasn't real. <laughs> little little bit of extra disappointment for your flight home. Good for oh. you. Oh, does that catch us all up? I think so. Are we good? I think so. I only have two news items. So. News items. <laughs> 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 I, th- I, I thought that's where you were going with that. So I thought so too, but I'm having difficulties. Want me to do it? Oh, okay. And you still have your volume way down. My apologies. Bringing it, bringing that back up. What's news, Mike? This comes courtesy of Doctor Lori. Ah, uh, very good. Who, um, Mike's sister. Yep, the doctor laid laid the guilt trip on real thick in person. I pointed out to her that now I've been up there twice since she's been here the last time. Uh, she sent us this. It is uh, a medical news story. A 53-year-old took himself to the emergency room with abdominal pain that had been building for three days. Swelling and nausea. Swelling, comma, and nausea. Use the Oxford comma, people. More alarmingly, he was experiencing pain in his right leg, which he was Unable to move for the past 24 hours. The How leg... do you drive? Hmm? How do you drive without a right leg? <laughs> I don't know. Swung that right <laughs> leg over into the passenger seat and operated with the left foot and hope, prayed oh. to God. That sounds like it's safe. Anyway, continue. <laughs> the leg had no palpable pulse and was cold to the touch. Uh-oh. His medical history revealed no drug taking, no risk of vascular disease, and no Again, Oxford comma people, and no significant medical history to speak of. It care to guess what was wrong? I know what was wrong. I've heard the story. Oh, Kirk, okay. Go, Kirk, ahead. go ahead. Uh, 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 something was cutting off his femoral artery, but I don't know what. <laughs> I know what, um, <laughs> or or something akin. Yeah, I mean, I I know what was it wrong. It is the right iliac artery, but yeah, that <laughs> something would be a big poop. Yep, he was all bound up. Hadn't, yep. hadn't gone nice. for days. A rectal examination revealed that the man had impacted stools. <laughs> a scan of his abdomen revealed he was suffering from massive fecal compaction and potentially life-threatening abdominal compartment syndrome. This, which would, have, this would have killed him in a couple of days. Increased pressure That's in the abdomen. The scan revealed his fecal matter had become so backed up it had distended his large intestine and put pressure on his right iliac artery. This pressure caused the pain in his leg as well as the paralysis. Due to the seriousness of his case, he was also showing signs of renal impairment and metabolic acidosis, where the kidneys stopped removing 
uh, as much acid as normal from the body. He was taken to surgery right away to remove to remove the backlog of fecal matter <laughs> and relieve his abdominal pressure. Okay, so what do we think House and his team would have diagnosed this as incorrectly three times before they fixed it? <laughs> not lupus, not lupus, and not lupus. <laughs> so lupus is one of them. Um, what are the other two? Never lupus. Um, some sort of neuro, some sort of neuro- neurological thing. There would have been like some nerve thing that was was preventing something. They could have had that, because then they could have done diff- tests that had nothing to do with the digestive system. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough about doctoring <laughs> wow. to, to go further than that. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, if you don't go for a few days, everybody, you should, uh, you <laughs> this should, sounds like more than a few days. You should look into that. Those few was eating a lot of cheese and sausage. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was AIDS, but he's what? Everyone has AIDS. Oh. I'm like, what kind of medical songs do I have? Oh, <laughs> that's that's the only song. one. That's what he went for. <laughs> um, you want a quote from the doctor? Sure. Significant fecal disimpaction was performed manually under general anesthesia. Oh. Ooh. With approximately, care to guess how much of the face he's removed? I think oh. I kind of know, but. Hurt, <laughs> you want to guess? If I remember. It's, uh, it's, I'll give you a hint. Or or a little bit of help. It's um, it's a uh, metric system. Oh, okay. Then I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you you can five point eight kilograms. <laughs> kilograms. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's in volume, but um. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 a very common volume. You can get many sodas in. Two liters of faces. Yes. Of... Wow, oh, man. Yeah. So. That's a lot of faces. Several, several pounds. That was a really interesting marketing ploy by Pepsi. And that was that was done via surgery under general anesthetic. So that's okay. Yeah. That's good. So he was he didn't have to sit there and watch himself birth his poop baby <laughs> via C section, which is essentially what they did. Whoa. Right? They probably yeah. cut him open C section style and just uh, cut into his intestines. There and, are some uh... and, and and just p- grabbed one end of the impaction and just pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> like a tapeworm. Oh. <laughs> Unzipped his. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's there disgusting. are um black is... and black and white scan images that is uh, in this article. Why am, um, I, why am I doing this? After yeah. uh, the huge amount of feces was removed, he was given constipation relief. Four days later, he was able to leave the intensive care unit, though it took him another 13 days before he was able to walk again. I believe it. <laughs> The doctors were unsure of the cause of his buildup. Cheese and sausage. Constipation on this scale can be incredibly dangerous. In 2015, a teenage girl with a phobia of toilets, that's new, uh, that, that I'm hearing of, died after holding in a bowel movement for eight weeks. How did we miss that story? The buildup led to her chest cavity becoming compressed, and eventually she died of a heart attack. Wow. So if you're having trouble pooping, you should talk to your doctor. And under no circumstances should you hold you it go in. eight weeks. <laughs> oh man! All right, what else have we got? Kurt, did you bring anything to the table? Well, oh, this is he. I brought a few things here. He didn't. He didn't go for forty days. That's almost seven weeks. If that's like a 
weird biblical Although they, I was going to say, that's they, very 40 days and 40 nights. They tack that piece of information on at the end of the article, and it's their, it's their own Twitter for the article. That should be right up front in the headline. No shit. <laughs> Episode title? No. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> oh, boy. Arthur, Arthur, this is Nerd Burger, right. so it seemed appropriate we got to actually mention this and talk about it a little bit, even though I don't know if either of you are fans, but uh, Harlan Ellison passed away this week at age 84. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. that I, was, I, that's all over my Twitter or my, like my Facebook feed and everything. Please, I, please. I've got so yeah. many geek friends. Ed- educate me anyway on who the hell he is. He's probably, I would argue, one of the most important science fiction writers of all time and definitely probably the most important of the last 50, 60 years. You know, he's he's going to be like the second generation H.P. Lovecraft. That's he's, what he's always going to be looked at. He's, 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 he's kind of the... Like a Ray Bradbury type of... What level. did he write? He's this generation's Ray Bradbury, essentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw it, I know it, I can't think of it. What did he write? He didn't actually necessarily write a lot of novels he wrote a ton of famous short stories and the short story collections are great i i highly recommend them um but then he you know since he's a more of a modern guy he did a bunch of other things he did some screenplays um he's uh he's famous for having a really big really really bad temper that he would just blow up at people um he also is famous for suing almost everyone ever (laughs) um so he was a he was a he was a hell of a character as well He's yeah, he's a real character. Um, what is he famous for? Right, like I said, short stories is actually probably his biggest thing. If you you know go find some of his short story collections and read them, they're great. But he wrote he wrote a lot in Hollywood in early days of science fiction um, scripts for shows such as Outer Limits, Star Trek, Man from Uncle, Alfred Hitchcock Hour. He he wrote the screenplay for Star Trek's The City on the Edge of Forever, which then got heavily rewritten. And he's he was yeah. always very and he you know and that famous temper came out when he uh, told people what he thought of that. Yeah, he wrote a boy <laughs> and his dog, the screenplay for a boy and his dog. Yep, he was um, a creative consultant to both uh, the '80s version of the Twilight Zone as well as the series Babylon Five. Um, he won eight Hugo awards. Yeah, who else has won That's... eight Hugos? <laughs> no one. Yeah. Probably not even Bradbury. Yeah talking about his temper and such one of my favorite ones ever i gotta find it here he had a dispute with a publisher about a contract in two th- and then he once sent 213 bricks to a publisher postage to do <laughs> <laughs> was there something significant about the number or that was what he could fit uh who knows for sure maybe it was 213 page novella or something like that but yeah i sent him all postage to uh also followed that up with a dead gopher postage to probably postage to <laughs> once you've done that one time you might as well just keep doing it yeah so yeah so he hadn't necessarily done a lot lately but in his career like i said he's not necessarily famous for novels but i, I recommend very much his uh short story collections that's one they of those things excellent. that like a lot of the the more famous um science fiction writers there are certainly you know i mean 
people have, you know, like, for example, Heinlein wrote plenty of novels, but, you know, short stories are, are, uh, are a staple in the science fiction realm. Like you can, you can be very famous and do very well, just mostly writing short stories in certain genres and science fiction is one of them. There aren't a lot of romance <laughs> short stories. Short usually, stories. usually you got to sell a, short stories. <laughs> you gotta, usually you got to sell a novel to make some money off of that. But yeah, science fiction is definitely one of those ones that the short story is a big deal. So there you go. Rest in anger. Rest in anger. Rest in slightly less anger. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Arthur Dean and Deanne Eller are on paid leave pending an investigation um, taking place um, for activities uh, undertaken at an Akron fire station where they both work. Okay. What do you think they were doing at said fire station? That has, <laughs> yeah, okay. they uh, they uh, they made they did they did some eater eater, but not only did they, did they do that, they recorded it and put it online. Oh, did, that's not smart. Did it involve the pole? <laughs> oh. Well, it involved a pole. A pole, not maybe not the pole. Um, Polishing yeah. a pole. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing that that's the thing that. That absolutely Some hoses. kills me because yesterday I was actually at the grocery store yesterday. And when I was coming back out, who's going through, but uh, fire, uh, firefighters, local sure, firefighters, yeah, yeah. and they've got their truck. And I'm just like, and it hit me. I was like, oh, fire trucks are so cool. There's just everything about them is cool. They're big. They're mm-hmm. shiny. They're, they're great colors. Yep. Um, they do all sorts of cool stuff. They got all compartments and things. They fit a lot of people. Um. You know, they're and they're always kept immaculate. Yeah, you know that's a that's a, a firefighter's pride is you know they keep that thing, it, it is shiny and and there's not a spot of rust, no dirt, no nothing, not like my car, um, <laughs> and it's always so great. And then I find myself looking at this article and thinking, oh, uh, did they soil the? They soil <laughs> lovely, some... pristine fire truck. Because <laughs> there aren't enough details here in this particular story, but I I hope they didn't. I hope they stuck with the that filthy fire pole because that thing probably hasn't been cleaned for a while too many people running their their uh their hands and their neck and their insides of their thighs thighs. (laughs) even if it if it's if they're in uniforms it's still yeah running down that thing although a lot of places don't even have fire poles anymore they don't install them new anymore no it's just if the old if the firehouse still has one in some places even if it did have a fire pole it's been closed over Hey, does this pole still work? Yeah, no. <laughs> they they stop they stopped doing that because, uh, um, you know, the last thing you want. I mean, you want your firefighters in the truck fast mm-hmm. and out the door fast. I get that, but you don't want to be injuring them in the process. I want the full crew of firefighters showing up at the blaze when my house is going up. I don't want two people. Um, not on the team because one of them is unconscious and the other one is tending to them. Well, I would think that the pole would be safer than trying to run down the stairs. It gets you there as fast as possible in the in the, the easiest way. I would argue that r- going up and down stairs is one of those things that uh, we develop our ten thousand hours worth of expertise in. Um, and <laughs> so, so much and getting, so do they with the pole because that's what they do. They don't go up and down that pole that often. Up and down, they don't go up the pole that often. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't necessarily go down that pole that often. 
I would like I would like for to an see act, for an actual emergency. I would like to see video of, of someone going up the pole. <laughs> well, that's easy. <laughs> Just film them going down the pole and then run it backwards. Oh. I have a suggestion. And then Why they have you, the, they have that thing where they look like they're fast. taking off, like you know they they bend their legs a little bit and whoop back up the pole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if what? you want something that's fast but less you know less likely to cause a broken leg. Why don't you just install slides? Yeah, I was just thinking. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice big long slide with a big cushion thing at the bottom. <laughs> Wee! Or it could be one of the. It could be a spiral and slide, so it foam, doesn't take up a, so much space. A big foam ball, pit. or you could just build it next to the stair, the staircase. <laughs> there's sure. like a gate at the top that automatically swings open when the alarm goes off. Right, and then the, and then another one that sh- or maybe it swings around. It opens up on the on the slide and swings around and closes off the stairs. So yeah, that's so you have to take the slide. <laughs> you have to take the slide. Yeah, that's a good idea. And anybody who gets <laughs> anybody who gets caught on the stairs, who's on the stairs when the alarm goes off, um, they have to continue down the stairs. But anybody that comes down the slide after them is allowed to slap them on the back of the head. Because <laughs> firefighters, you know, they they have a, a they like to prank each other and have yeah. fun, and they have to. Alle- but that's only, alleviate the stressful job that they do. That's only for the uh, the the. Adult firefighters. The cubs don't the cub. get to do any slapping. <laughs> no, the cubs don't. What do they call the non-cub firefighters? Firefighters. Uh, I, anyway, after you're a cub, you're a bear, right? <laughs> but that's a that's a gay thing. That's Wait compl- a That's a different community. <laughs> well, it is. You know, mostly men in a lot of places. <laughs> not always. Not, not this one. No. <laughs> well, I, have, I mean, in in the building where I live for for years and for all. A few few years back, she moved out a while a few years ago. But for for a few years, there was right on my floor. I would see female her, firefighter, female firefighter. She would have the, the get up with me, you know, name of my town fire department T shirt on all yeah, the time. Yeah, that was part of her uniform. I saw her all the time. She was she was in exceedingly good shape. I'll say that. <laughs> She's nice. She's a nice person too. But uh, I didn't see her that much because she had to live at the fire station a lot too. So. Which is odd because my my apartment building is a little on the pricey side. <laughs> Wouldn't you just get yourself a real crap hole to live in if you're going to be staying at the fire station a lot of the time? Right, just save some money. Yeah, just a place but, to keep keep your stuff that you don't want effed with. But I mean, I, it depends on the fire department too. But you know, some of those people they they work you know they they work for several days at a time and then they're off for several days at a time. So I suppose yeah. when you're off, you probably want a nice a nice apartment. So there you go. News from Akron. Anybody else? Anybody? You can buy hot dog water now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> mm. Did you hear about this, Mike? I did not. Hot dog water. Yes. You like hot dog this... water, right? Everybody likes hot dog water. There's I... a festival in Vancouver, Canada, where a, a small company set up and sold hot dog water. <laughs> it basically, to just, just describe it, it's a large cylindrical plastic bottle with uh, a fancy cap on the top, and then there's a bunch of water and a single hot dog inside. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably cooked, not raw. <laughs> so it's not like cloudy, kind of brown water having no, that was used really. to boil Doesn't hot look dogs like it. in. <laughs> but, that's what it pieces but that's what it tastes it. like. Yeah, It'll taste like water yep. that has had, a, has had a hot dog boiled in it. It's a slight, uh, slight hot doggy taste. I, I would like... This isn't. It was in Canada, <laughs> so we're thinking Canadian dollars here. Canadian dollars. Sure. Since Happy Mike Canada Day. With this, how much did a bottle of hot dog water sell for at this Vancouver festival? 
in Canadian. Ca- in Canadian dollars. Yes. Eight dollars Canadian. Mike, you got a guess? Nine dollars Canadian. Mike wins because it was thirty-eight dollars Canadian. Holy crap! Wow. <laughs> comes to be 28 and a half in American dollars. That's a pricey bottle of water there. Eh? I figured I was safe <laughs> going all the way smokes. to nine rather than saying $8 and one Canadian cent. Um, yep. But wow, $38. Um, was as the it bottle turns out, made the whole out of thing gold? Was just, it was just a ploy in right. almost a quote art display by the creators <laughs> to encourage critical thinking when it comes to product marketing. Oh, um, so this is a oh man! This I wish was I, like a stunt. Yeah, I wish I lived in Canada now because they've set a precedent where so I can sell people absolutely worthless crap and call it art. I can yes. do that, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's not even. I mean, just like water. Like I don't even have to put any effort into it. I just put water in a bottle and oh, I throw a hot yeah. dog in it. <laughs> Go to a local art show anywhere. No effort. Yeah. And they had marketing materials written up that claimed that unfiltered hot dog water is gluten free. Well, duh. <laughs> Compatible with the keto diet. Well, duh. <laughs> Not heavy we'll on carb. Increase brain function, look younger, and have more vitality. <laughs> the only thing I know about whatever the hell keto is is that it's in my spam all the time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Keto is a low carb, high fat diet. And yeah. what and what is with the spam? They're using like webding symbols to approximate um, letters now. <laughs> is that is that in order? I assume that's in order to confuse the spam filter, so that it doesn't it can't read the actual text. Yeah, probably. So that it does end up in your inbox, but it's kind of self defeating because then it ends up in your inbox, and it's so obvious which ones the spam are. You can just see them scrolling through. Sure. So you don't even have to think about it. It's just like spam, 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 spam. Spam water. <laughs> That'll be available at the next. Oh, oh. <laughs> there's a slice of spam in the middle of the bottle. That's going to need go. to be more of a of a cubic container oh. <laughs> than a s- tall cylinder, right? So here's the fi- here's the financials to close up. Um, <laughs> the guy spent twelve hundred dollars of his own money and received five hundred dollars in grants. Which is hilarious. He received artistic grants to run this. Sure, of course he did. <laughs> so he had a $1,700 investment. And at the end, he said he sold 60 bottles of hot dog water. So he made a profit. <laughs> Quick, 60, 60 times 38, pe- go. 60 people bought one. Now oh, Craig's <laughs> typing something. Now. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about how the hot dog water's made. <laughs> 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 don't concern yourself with that just enjoy it Twenty two, twenty three hundred dollars so he made about six hundred dollars canadian profit on the day which is about um twelve dollars american <laughs> 17 cents <laughs> about 350 <laughs> <laughs> oh speaking of food who here likes cilantro i like cilantro in very low doses, yes. Yeah, a little bit, sure. Okay. Too much cilantro is just too much. What does it taste like if it's too much? Just too much cilantro? Just you... too much cilantro, almost metallic. Metallic, okay. That's what I get. But I think I know where you're going. You might be going with this. I'm, Go ahead. I'm, I'm, to answer for me, I'm not an overspice anything. I like, you know, a little spice is good. If you overdo something, 
Then but you like, can now eat... I'm not tasting the thing. I'm just tasting the spice. You can eat Mexican food, no problem. Yeah, I'm good with it. Kurt, yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot of Middle Eastern food. Yes. Asian food. Yes. Foods that use cilantro. Yes. Okay, so none of us have this problem. Yep. <laughs> oh, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, there are people that that uh, they taste anything from um, from uh, soap, soapy pennies, which metallic, metallic, metallic side, uh, yeah. moldy shoes, and cat pee when they mm. eat cilantro. Yeah, they, they, it doesn't taste like cilantro. No, I mean, it's, it's, and some, they absolutely abhor pour it and yeah. anything that's in it. There's something like both of my parents. Yeah. I heard about this, some weird genetic how do, thing. That how do some both pe- of my parents have this and I don't? Because it's genetic. Because the, uh, It must be dominant. <laughs> if it's genetic, it must be dominant. It means they both right. have the recessive and you got the recessive. Maybe? Or it's more complicated than a single gene. Or I was going to say, well, or it's like, or like most things about you, it is more complicated than just a dom- you know, a single dominant versus recessive yeah. kind of gene thing. It's it's a whole little combination of factors. All it takes is like one weird it's a mutation that happens a certain amount of time in the human body. And it, and it causes yeah. this and it has nothing to do with your parents. It's just uh, it, well, you you mutate. It could be. I'm not saying for this, I'm saying for things. Sure. For some things, things some yes. things just mutate sometimes. A a study uh at the University of Toronto, Happy Canada Day. <laughs> found that while 17% of Caucasians disliked the taste of cilantro, only 4% of Hispanics and 3% of people of Middle Eastern descent disliked the herb. Okay. Which explains why it shows up in their cuisine more. Exactly. A study by uh, 23andMe identified a small DNA variation in a cluster of olfactory receptor genes that is strongly associated with the perception of a soapy taste in cilantro, um, which may be traced to the OR6A2 gene, an olfactory receptor able to bind many of the aldehydes implicated in the herb's very particular smell. I was going to say that, the OR6A2 gene. I, yep, yep. And now, now, I was just too slow. Yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. And I saw you mouthing Going the word back, aldehydes, aldehydes, aldehydes. Yeah, as, yeah. As, as I recall, mm-hmm. my extensive genetics um, education. That's yes. right. <laughs> that was a... That was a you know what my that was a combination <laughs> masters in architecture and genetics that you got right yes yes you know what my genetics education was learning how like eye colors pass along in like fourth grade that was my genetics education yeah. <laughs> and, and mine and I'm guessing hurts too oh uh, my tenth grade science project was fruit fly genetics so I know more than both of you <laughs> wow and eye color was part of it I learned genetics in um. Well, I went to I went to Jesus school, so we didn't learn science. Other other than that, the um the dinosaur fossils were were put there by God to test everyone's faith, because the Earth's only six thousand years old. Um, so I learned genetics in uh, high school biology freshman year. <laughs> Fun. Going back to the cilantro thing, uh, had to be, I worked for had to summer beat all that Jesus out produce... of you. Well, I also oh. learned how to be a good person at Jesus school, so you know. <laughs> okay. That didn't take too well, did it? No. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Continue to like me and, and work on my projects with me. Please. <laughs> please, don't, please don't quit. Please don't quit. Please I gotta, don't quit. I gotta, I gotta wait till I get I mean, this thing out the door and get him paid before we, I start slamming him like this. Or just get the thing out the door. That's because if I'm a bad person, you don't have to pay me, right? Well, I'm going to pay you because I'm a good person. Oh, I see how it works. <laughs> You're only slightly but, um, more of a good person than I am. That's true. We've or slightly that. less of a bad person We've than I am. We've discussed that. 
we we once had a diagram describing it. It was hanging on the wall at work. We <laughs> <laughs> have that floating around somewhere. We can put it on the website. Continue. Yeah, what were you saying, Kurt? Um, I worked the summer in the produce department of a grocery store, and one of the jobs I normally would do if I was there for the early shift, right when we would open, was uh, prepping the, the greens for the day for the shelf. And the cilantro part was the hardest because it was just you'd be it was just overpowering. That's where I get that metallic thing from. Yeah. But yeah, I was so there might be. I have a touch of this, <laughs> um, small doses and salsas and things like that. No, because see, I, from what I gather, the people who have this, if you try to give them a salsa with any amount of cilantro, and it's it's un, it's inedible to them. Yeah, they'll gag. Mm-hmm. They'll just they'll, they'll yeah get disgusting. Yep. They'll start dry heaving and stuff. It's really bad. Like just fill your mouth fill your mouth with pennies, <laughs> and, and soap, and a and a, and a <laughs> big and, soap. And, a, and soap and a big bite out of a diaper that's been sitting in the sun for a half a day, <laughs> and let your cat pee in your mouth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what does cat pee taste like? I, I suppose it's know. just that ammonia. Maybe smell. they. Yeah, it's, it must be. Yeah, the the, 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 the smell the, of ammonia <laughs> translate. How it translates to. The taste. It's like, how do people? I mean, I get what you knowing what soap <laughs> tastes like because either you had, you know, as a kid, you had your mom mouth, you know, mouth your wipe out, wipe your mouth out with soap, <laughs> or at some point you've just gotten some soap in your mouth, you know, just washing your face. Yeah. You've done it, but we're like, how do you know what cat pee tastes like? <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I, I can't have cilantro because it tastes, it tastes like cat while pee. wiping my face. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes when I'm wiping my face with cat pee, I get a little in my mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why are you wiping your face with cat pee? <laughs> it's a natural moisturizer. Is it? Sure. <laughs> what? Continue. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> um, studies also suggest that, uh, uh, or studies on twins, I'm sorry, uh, suggest that it has a genetic component. 80% of identical twins share similar taste profiles. Or cilantro, only forty-two percent of fraternal twins do. Um, oh man, think about conjoined twins, where one person, well, one of the twins, really liked spicy food, where they didn't share the taste profile. One really liked spicy food, and one didn't. Well, that's the and the, then, but they shared a stomach. That like the, so they both have to, oh, you know, afterwards, after the taste part. Is that the the they both get the upset stomach? The Hansel or Hensel twins, or whatever the ones in Minnesota. They both have very different. Um, I don't know the specifics. I watched like half of one of those one episode of that show. Oh, I watched all six or Abby, eight Abby, or Abby whatever. And, Abby and Brittany. Yeah, um, they both have different uh, likes and dislikes for food. I'm trying to remember if they have separate stomachs, though. I don't think they do. Anyway, that's for a different episode where we mm. <laughs> dissect Abby and Brittany. That sounds Whoa. terrible. Whoa! <laughs> oh no! Poor taste. Poor taste. Ha! Wah, wah. <laughs> we are just full of horrible, horrible, horrible puns and, and humor here. What else have we got? Anything? Anybody interesting? We got, if you're, uh, the amount of horrible puns and humor builds up too much that it becomes impacted and starts to press on your iliac oh, artery, oh, oh. make sure you get to the, the hospital quickly so that you can have... <laughs> Get all that, that Im- impacted all that. those impacted puns removed before they kill you. They can remove the two liters of crap, also <laughs> known as caffeine-free diet Pepsi. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Ooh, hey, have you tasted Pepsi Fire yet? 
No. <laughs> you thought Diet Pepsi was bad. That doesn't sound pleasant. Pepsi Fire? It's supposed to... It's got, like, hot cinnamon flavor. It's, it's like a taste, cinnamon thing, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to taste like a... a, a what's the alcoholic beverage? Where you Fireball? Have, yeah, the atomic fireball. Cinnamon schnapps kind of stuff. Yeah, but it, it it's not... Actually, they screwed up in by not making it strong enough. It's, like, watered down. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. So it's basically just, like, it's all aftertaste. It's like you're drinking yeah, it. Exactly. It, this is like, if this was a real cinnamon drink, this is what the aftertaste would taste yeah, like. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't actually get the cinnamon kick. Mm-hmm. I might actually like that, because I am, when it comes to cinnamon, I'm kind of, like, occasionally. I'm not Yeah. A, I got to be in the right mood. To me, it, taste, it tasted it's more. A little, it's a little too much for me. More like cough syrup hmm. than anything else. And watered down cough syrup at that. So, Kurt, anything else? Um, there was a huge natural disaster in Kentucky this weekend. Not sure if you heard about. Yeah, it's called Kentucky. Was it meth related? Yeah. <laughs> um, the Barton 1792, one of their rickhouses collapsed and 9,000 barrels of bourbon were lost. Whoa! That is a tragedy. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Crashed. I, it just collapsed. They still have no idea why. It's still under investigation. Was it all the? But a huge portion of it was. Was it all the bourbon from like one range of years? So like, there's going to come a point when they're selling their stuff where you just won't be all able of to a sudden get, it just disappears. You just won't be shelves. able to get. No, no, no. I, you'll you'll have the the really new stuff and the yeah. really old stuff that's still hanging around, but you won't be able to get the twelve year old yeah. anymore because I can actually answer to that. Probably not because it was like a. A, like a whole section collapsed. And of course, these are multi-stories. Right. And the bourbons actually get moved through the rickhouse over the years. Sure. Um, because the temperature and humidity is different on different levels. So typically, barrels are not just put in there and left there over their full age, especially if they're being aged for a long time. Gotcha. So they're, they're so, shaking things up over there. So it, it's not like they're suddenly we're not going to see any 12 year from them for like a five year period because they lost yeah. all the stuff that was being aged to 12. Exactly. Or, or I suppose they could just take anything that was, well, we're planning to age this to 18 and we'll, you know, this batch over here and we'll just age it to 12 now because we need to. Because we'll need 12. We'll yeah. need to cover that. Mm-hmm. I, could, I suppose they so, could do that. 9,000 barrels. Ooh, how much? How many? How many impactions? Well, things is are that? 200 Break that down in two liter chunks. They're, well, they <laughs> how many impactions? <laughs> it's a new unit a of bur- measurement, right? <laughs> fecal impactions. Well, okay, here we go. I actually can do this. How many fecal impactions of Diet barrel, Pepsi did you buy? Is two hundred liters. <laughs> what is that? A bourbon barrel is two hundred liters. Okay. So okay. So, so one hundred fecal impactions. So there's one hundred. That's easy. So it was per a barrel. That's nine hundred thousand fecal impactions. <laughs> that's a lot of bourbon to go go to waste. Yep. I was going to suggest that uh you know bourbon drinkers everywhere uh, should in in honor or 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 in memory of that bourbon pour one out, but that would be in bad taste. Also, oh bad it? taste. Hey oh. <laughs> So I have two more tags to the story, which are great. First of all, um, they went as <laughs> part of the story. They went and interviewed neighbors who live next door to the to one of to their brick houses to their warehouses. Oh, but it and smelled quote, great for a quote, while. That makes it scary living here. If it had been this one and not that one, it would have taken out our house. <laughs> been, a, been a tidal wave of bourbon that bourbon takes wave. the house out, like the like the great molasses flood of, in Boston. <laughs> yeah. But here's the real kicker. 
Um, apparently, this rickhouse was right next to a stream, and the bourbon poured into the stream, and it's been killing fish. The alcohol's been killing fish. Oh, that's not what a way to go, being, though. <laughs> they have been cited for failing to report the incident in a timely manner and polluting, polluting the waterways of the Commonwealth. Jeez. Basically, the environmental division of Kentucky's state government is fining them for polluting the waterway and killing fish. Well, they didn't report it quickly enough. That's that's a, that's a thing, man. You, yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of contaminant to go into a, a ecosystem. Is that the... apparently alcohol kills fish? How about that? <laughs> it kills people too, Kurt. <laughs> True. <laughs> Would that be the KY EPA, or is that is that a different kind of protection? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Wow, I'm full of it. Because keep in mind <laughs> today, the, the, approximately the, two liters. Real, realize too that the yeah, the fish <laughs> the fish aren't drinking the bourbon in no, the water. They're breathing, they're breathing it. bourbon. So no, maybe not a good way to go. Hey, <laughs> Kurt, 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 you're a fan of Kurt. You're a fan of bourbon. Would you like to breathe some bourbon? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I'm thinking, um. What does a woman look like who's built like a Rick house? <laughs> Multi-story full shik, of bourbon? Shik Rick house? <laughs> well, if it's this Rick house we're talking about, not so good. Right? Well, this, one, man, this one's broken. They're bad puns for a reason. Yeah, they are. And try to fart out all two liters I want to see what a in Rick, the last 10 minutes of the Rick show. House, I want to see what a Rick house looks like. Ooh, like a, a big rack house. Mighty, mighty. She's like a rip house. Oh, yeah. Look at, look at all those barrels all up there on like the. They're on big racks on uh, big, big, big timbers for the ones that are stored on their side. They all generally are, it seems like. Yeah. Does a woman built like a rick house look like a, a barrel on stilts? So maybe saying? all right what do we got anything else like size got? noodles <laughs> do we have anything else we want to talk about we have a kevin question okay Woo! we have the... is that oh i'm here for the week you are the Kurt. week you lucked out <laughs> all right everybody this, here's your payback for uh being so kind enough as to step in when we needed that's right folks it's time for 69 question <laughs> Kevin asks, guy on top, girl on top, or side by side? Which is the proper way? Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> yes. My answer is yes. <laughs> well. <laughs> well played. Well played. Well played. Thank you. It's a question of what are you trying to do? Because he didn't specify this in the question. I think it has to do with the number. <laughs> he didn't say that, though. I'm going to hold Kevin to a higher standard. He's, he, it's, <laughs> it has a subject that says 69 questions. So clearly, clearly <laughs> it's a question about 69. Mm, you've got a good <laughs> point there, Kurt. <laughs> You're fired, Kill the Skype, Paul. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really tired of people being right when, and making me wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess guy uh, on top, girl on top, um, or on the side. Side, side by side. side. 
Okay. What about, sta- what about standing slash handstand? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw <laughs> this I'm gonna throw this out there and say yes, but also woman on top, woman on bottom, guy on top, guy on bottom, guy side by side, woman side by side. Because 69 is not inherently oh. a heterosexual yeah. act. Okay, now keep doing that for all 239 genders. <laughs> There's not that many. <laughs> this, is an, this is an ancient Mayan society, although they didn't have that many either. Um, well, Kevin's talking about for you or me or him or Hurt. He doesn't know enough about me to ask that question. Really? <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. Um, yeah, so yeah, for, for, for pretty much anybody. Uh, yeah, you know, whatever floats your boat, I suppose. <laughs> if, it, if it gets the job done... <laughs> sure if it's not suffocating anybody it's yeah not... that's probably the biggest um and maybe and these... maybe it needs to change over time as well because we've talked about the aches and pains that are associated with I growing older i was just older. gonna say certain... these are listed in order of 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 uh, age as you as starting younger and moving <laughs> moving on where first the guy's on top then of course you know the the, the guy wears out faster than the girl so and she's also probably usually smaller and lighter so she goes on top for the next period of time and then and then they end with just laying next to each other because that's the least so that way that way they can take care of business and then just immediately fall asleep yeah yeah because <laughs> they're because they're old and tired sure there you go so, although i suppose you'd have to do that diagonally on the bed because otherwise you know everybody's feet would be hanging off one side you know you just get a king, different get, size get like a california king <laughs> what about i was gonna say though more adventuresome things like one person standing one person handstanding <laughs> there you go hey the, the thing where yeah where <laughs> one person's the top of one person's thighs are on the other person's shoulders and that person is standing <laughs> or one person upside down on the fire pole and the other person right side up on the fire pole <laughs> Really obsessed with this sliding fire pole down business. the fire pole, or maybe they. Oh, that's a good way to break something, and I'm not talking about <laughs> legs. Or maybe there's a way to do it and get the rhythm just right, where you can actually go back up the pole. Maybe that's when people go up the pole. That's the only time it happens. Up the pole. That's your new euphemism for sixty-nine going up the pole. <laughs> <laughs> going down so hard, you go back up. Right, oh, Lord. Wah, wah. No, oh. I think I'm out of uh, bad puns. <laughs> you know you're not. You just you're, you're just you'll low. Never be out I, think of bad that, puns. I think that was it. You you are a like you're like a snake with your venom. You have used up your your venom, but you will produce more momentarily. Or I'm like a snake eating another snake, or I'm still eating it while I'm pooping it out. So it never <laughs> end, it never stops. Sure. It's the snake. It's like the the what what is that symbol? The snake eating its own tail. The Ouroboros. Thank you. How did I know you would know that? Because <laughs> you've known me for how many years? <laughs> <laughs> um, coming up on fifteen yeah. this uh, December. This December. That's all. I've known him for like thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. But for a few of those years, uh, you were you know pooping in your pants. So those those few, those first few couple first couple years those first seven yeah. those first and, seven years don't count. <laughs> I was going to say, and those years were consecutive, right? <laughs> yes, seven consecutive years from age 10 to 17. <laughs> hey, oh. you were off of college. You wouldn't know. That's true. I heard stories, though. Hurt, you're the same age as a, as a bottle of hot dog water in Canadian dollars. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> 
That's my new nickname for you, hot dog water. <laughs> yeah. All right. I think that does it. Yeah, pretty much. Kurt, thank you for thank joining us. Thank you very us. much. And thank You're you, welcome. Kevin. Thank you for, for uh, not disappointing. For bringing it. Yeah. Thanks for going down hard so oh. we could all go back up the pole together. Oh, you're really upset. Or something. <laughs> Stop trying to make it. I'm making up. going down hard a thing. Stop going down hard going back up. Stop trying to make up the pole happen. It's never going to happen. Up the pole. <laughs> uh, hashtag up the pole. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get a reaction out of you on that. Have you seen Mean Girls? I have seen most of Mean Girls. Yeah, one of the girls, one of the mean girls is trying to coin a new... Which one? Phrase. Uh, it's, um, what's her, uh, crap, what's her name? She was the youngest, the youngest daughter on Party of Five. Oh, okay. When she grew up. She's not like a little kid anymore, but she was a mean girl. She was one of the, the trio of the mean sure. girls, and she was trying to make um, fetch the word fetch into fetch. like the new word for cool. Yeah. That is so fetch. And <laughs> Regina's like, stop. Which one's Regina? She's the queen bee. Okay. She's the, the, the mean girl, the number one mean girl. I'm trying to make fetch happen. <laughs> but that's okay. She so gets like her. the opposite of ratchet. She gets hers. Yeah. Yeah. She gets hers later. That's so ratchet. That's so ratchet. Stop, stop <laughs> trying to make ratchet happen. Ratchet's the name of an Autobot. I've been watching Transformers. <laughs> and who's the young, immature one? Who? <laughs> Transformers are not young and immature. Wait. <laughs> the, the version that I'm watching is the original 1980s series, which is basically just 22-minute long commercials for toys. Yep. Where they introduce new new robot characters every five episodes, and most of the time don't even tell you where they came from. Just like all of a sudden there's new Autobots. What? Where did the hell did these people come from? <laughs> There's like eight new Autobots. Going up the pole. Okay. Okay. Well, there was a fire truck. There was a fire truck. So on that note, Mike, where can they find us? Oh, man. They can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook. Email us, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. Email us your suggestions for how to do that. How to 69 question. How to 69 question. And uh, go to nerdburgergames.com to uh, check out game stuff, drivethroughrpg.com to buy it. Go to BackerKit if you want to pick up uh, capers for a cheap price before it becomes a little bit pricier. On the next episode of Nerdburger, Craig starts selling Nerdburger water. Mike, for the next week, I'm going to need you to plug the tub drain every day okay. when you shower, oh. and then at the end of your shower, you ladle all the shower water into a bucket and just save that. Because I'm going to need I to put si- the- Can I siphon it? Sure. That way, I get to drink some. Mm. <laughs> Nerdburger water. Mmm, nerd burger water. water. <laughs> <laughs>